welcome back to another episode of N Express Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast. Oh boy, official Nintendo podcast of GoombaStomp.com. I'm your host Cameron Dax, and joining us we have games editor Mark Kalaroff. You good, Cameron? Already messing up. <laughs> Listen, I'm having a great time. Uh, too much coffee, uh, or not enough? It's one of those. Also joining us we have indie games editor Campbell Gill. I'm so excited to be popping on the N Express Papa to cast. All right. (laughs) Brutal. Just utterly brutal. And we have a very special guest today. We're back on that special guest train. We have Eliza from Kirby Informer. Eliza, say hi. Hi. (laughs) Hello and welcome. (laughs) Excellent. It's good to have you. Thank you for joining us. It's good to be here. Yay. So, uh, so we are here on this Nintendo podcast. We're, we're all big, uh, you know, Kirby fans, Kirby heads, uh, suck heads, as they say. Uh, no, that's that's not real. Um, but Mark uh, wanted to have you on because the recent Kirby manga uh, that he reviewed for Goomba Stomp and that I've had a chance to read as well. And so we just kind of figured, like, oh, let's kick the show off. We'll have somebody from Kirby Informer on and, and just talk about all things Kirby. Um, so so why don't you tell us, if you're if you're up for it, tell us a little bit about, uh, about Kirby Informer, about your site. Okay, so... Kirby Informer basically started when I was like, okay, I don't know of any Kirby in like information sites on Twitter. I didn't know of any. I didn't see any merch sites. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And that was <laughs> that was it. And, and that's and that's the story. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's the story. this and, and that's yeah. It blew up like it was insane. Like I didn't expect it to grow this quick. Like it's been four years now oh wow and it's been crazy like with pr stuff working with nintendo australia and getting you know review stuff and oh it's just been crazy that's awesome well it sounds like i think what it is i mean let let me let me tell you why it's a success uh (laughs) let me just uh (laughs) swoop, swoop in here and explain it to you um no i think i think it's because like clearly you've found a thing that people want and you like acted on it like so many so many great ideas just you know they they live in people's heads until because they 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 die on the vine you know but it sounds like you're like you know what i'm gonna do this thing and it blew up because people are like yes thank you somebody finally did the thing you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i've been a kirby fan since the first smash brothers like he was my main and then i was collecting little merchandise since or struggling to ca- collect merchandise and then yeah trying to get uh, links for international fans and just trying to spread the goodness <laughs> yeah yeah spread the, spread the love of so let, so let me ask you how b- before you kind of collected everything in one place how what was the biggest struggle in trying to get like cool kirby mo- merchandise from like overseas or whatever um getting the merchandise links out on time mm. like because kirby merchandise releases every month and you have to Very be true. on time. Like, it's wow. non-stop. And if you miss it by, like, a week, you're done. That's it. Yeah. You can't get it anymore. And it's just like, oh, God. And, like, p- people tweet you saying, where can I get this? I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> well, you can't take that on yourself. Like, do you, do you think you have a pretty good idea of, like, oh, this stuff's going to sell out instantly? Or, oh, yeah, or, instantly. Yeah? Wow. Yeah, it's mainly, like, the real pastel pink stuff. Like, if it's Kirby, Waddle Dee, they will sell out. Metanite oh, yeah. stuff doesn't really. Makeup sells out. Um, t-shirts don't really. It's 
cutlery cups don't really. It's like the massive plushies and oh, like yeah. the little pastel pink plushies usually sell out in, in like five minutes. It's ridiculous. Okay, well, hold on. I want to I want to back up there. You said cutlery. Cutlery, like forks, knives. No, yeah. Listen, I I, I know what cutlery is. I'm just saying there, there's Kirby themed cutlery. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron, don't question Japan. They have everything I can, Kirby. Yeah. I'm not I kidding. That I have. Okay, this is gonna sound really embarrassing, but Kirby did a collab with like this lingerie. <laughs> company. Oh my gosh! Yes. And That's I have, amazing. I have underwear that I. By the way, I don't wear. I want to put that out there. Oh my gosh! Listen, it's an audio medium. We can neither confirm nor deny about the Kirby, <laughs> the Kirby-themed undergarments. That's hilarious. I never would have guessed that you would have Kirby. Like certain characters or, or franchises, I could understand, but Kirby just seems like not that the kind of person who would have that kind of uh, merchandise. That's hilarious. Oh, there's there's things out there that I yep. Mm-hmm. I have a Kirby hand <laughs> <towel>. <laughs> That's I mean, it is the internet anyway, so... Uh. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I can't be that surprised. It's the internet. Like, if... What are they? What is it called? Rule, rule 34 of, yeah. uh, of Kirby. I mean, I, come know. on. Kirby has those luscious curves. He can't really deny oh that. So. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we should probably... <laughs> um, yeah, right. So, yeah, that, that's awesome to hear about kind of the, the start of it. But, yeah, I think it's... It, clearly, it's a success for a reason. You know, so yeah. so con- congratulations on that. Every, I think that's yeah. everyone's yeah. so lovely on it. Like they're very understanding. Like if I need to take a break, they're like, "Yeah, take your time." And it's everyone's so nice on it. So yeah, well, it's pretty much just you who who runs this, right? Um, no. So I have. So I do like mainly Australian stuff. Like, but I do mm-hmm. do like the international links for everybody. But there is my friend uh, Nikki who does like UK stuff, mm-hmm. and I have my friend Tor who has really done posted stuff because he's got blech going on but like he's does like us stuff as well so he's oh, nice. the one that helped me build the website and he did like the design for the logo and helped just build the work yeah build right, the website right. together so, so you're so you're an, inter- an international conglomerate is what you're trying to yeah, say yeah so it's australian <laughs> us and uk but awesome that's incredible. Well, still, the, the fact that you've, in only just a couple of years, have, have grown that much, I think, is really, really cool. And speaks to, you know, the world's love of Kirby. Mm, yeah. Um, it's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and it's, again, it's just nice to, to, like, have everything kind of, you know, collated in one spot. I think that's really awesome. And, like, Kirby, I don't know. I think Kirby does have some of the best, like, stuff in all of Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Mark and uh, and Campbell and myself have, have talked at length about, you know, do we like physical things? Do we like having toys or statues or collectibles or that kind of stuff? Usually, I kind of don't. But for Kirby stuff, well, just because like most of the time the merchandise is kind of like, eh. But Kirby stuff is always cute. It's always like, there's never not a time when I, you know, when I don't want Kirby stuff. I mean, does you that say make that, sense? Never but not like a time? the early merchandise sucked. Oh really? <laughs> there you go. It, was it did. Yeah. Ugly. I think it oh. took a little time for for uh, for people to catch on for how to make the best, you know, how to make Kirby really shine, how to make him pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like you're saying that like you don't like merch, and I'm looking over at my like first four figure Kirby statues, and I'm like, oh, jealous. <laughs> 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 like couldn't couldn't be me. Um, <laughs> but that being said, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about this this Kirby manga, uh, Mark? You you 
reviewed this manga for the site, or at least the first few issues. Of yes, it, I actually, I wrote the, yeah, it's the first volume. I actually wrote the review two months ago, and right. I have been saying every single time on the podcast, you'll hear about soon. And now you get to hear about it. So Kirby Manga Mania is the first ever Western localization for a Kirby manga in the US, which is exciting. But most people don't know this, that Kirby has had so many mangas in Japan that it's like ridiculous. But this is like the first, first one. So this is back before a lot of the characters were established. It was around the time when Kirby Dreamland 3 came out. So it focuses more so on the animal friends instead of uh, Meta Knight and Bandana D and Magalore and all these other popular characters that took over later. Right. Do you, do you know when the uh, the issues in this volume were published? Yes, um, I believe I say it in the article, and I think it was around 1990. Yeah, so that, that's kind of what I, I figured. Think... It, it does have like those those kind of 90s vibes. Yeah, um, it certainly does, because the big takeaway from this is that Kirby talks in the manga. Kirby and talks this was before Kirby didn't talk at all. Yeah, Kirby talks, Kirby gets drunk, it's wild. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't he like swear or something in it? I swear he does. Yes, on his yep. drunken rampage. It yeah. like but it doesn't like, you know, say the curse words. It like puts them all in like the letters and stuff. But yeah, yep. he does. But that's still just a horrifying idea. Kirby swearing. Oh my god. Okay. And yeah, drinking. It's, uh... <laughs> and drinking. Not, like, well, not okay. the drunken rampage part. I, and I should say I should say they don't call him drunk, they call him loopy. Yeah. Loopy. So he gets loopy a little juice. he gets a little oh, loopy. Okay, loopy, that's fine. If you, yeah, yeah, if if you give it a silly name, it's okay. That's yeah, law. Yeah, he's just a little loopy, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, it's, in it's the a pretty... Japanese localization, it was literally alcohol. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're saying but they it... toned him down for the weak Americans, then? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, we gotta say, gotta Our minds him. can't comprehend. Sanitize him for the Our West, squeamish, right? moralistic viewpoint, yes. Uh, uh, Eliza, have you had a chance to read through this at all yet? No, I'm really excited, though. Oh man, you! I feel like you would love it. Um, as a as the the diehard Kirby fan, I think you'd I think you'd get a kick out of it. It's pretty pretty enjoyable. Aww, some you. of the jokes actually <laughs> land really well. Like it's it is funny. surprising, yeah, how funny yeah. some of the strips are. Not every single one of them's a winner, but you can see like the evolution of Kirby inside these comics, which is or manga, I should say, which is really cool because one of the things I love about it is that there's something like um, King Dedede, how he has the servant, how he went from like Escargoon in the TV show to Bandana Waddle D. In this version, he has a Poppy Bros Junior who follows him around, and it's like. It's cool to see the concept of DDD having this servant that literally played the exact same role as those two characters, except like 10 years before those characters came to fruition. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Like for, for the for the way they've characterized DDD in, in, in this particular manga, it makes a ton of sense. He would, of course, he would have yeah. a lackey that he can kind of smack around and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. One of the issues is straight up a riff on Beauty and the Beast, which is very hilarious. <laughs> um, oh yeah, like it's so fun. Like evil wizard shows up to the castle door, and DDD's like, "Get the heck out of here!" And the evil wizard's like, "Great, I guess I gotta curse you." Like it's straight up Beauty and the Beast. And there's even an author's note in the margins. It's like, "Yeah, I understand this is Beauty and the Beast, but hey, I want to yeah. do my own take on it," which is like <laughs> wonderful. And it's like, wait, it's, Cameron, I did you like... read the back of the book? No, no. Because I'm okay, just reading so it on, the, my, on, my, I, on my laptop. No one, no one is gonna catch this. But on the last page of the book, it's so funny. They left like the original author's note, and he's like, "Well, I'll see you next time if I still have a job after writing this stuff." <laughs> so That's he didn't so even know funny. if it was like gonna be successful. That's well, me after finishing funny. any article. <laughs> yeah. <ooh. laughs> oh it's funny. no. I, 
I feel like there is a a level of transparency in in Japanese manga uh, writers. Like, I don't know if you guys read a lot of manga, but there there is often those kinds of authors' notes of like, oh, this like I, I don't know why this is here, but I'm you know like I, if you read through like old Trigun or like that kind of stuff, there's those kinds of notes in the margins or after chapters all the time of like weird weird little notes of like, well, the editor want me to do this, so I so I did it. Like, it's wild. Um, which is kind of great. Like, it kind of reminds me of how you read, like, Marvel comics from back in the day, and Stanley would often put in little little notes or uh, references to other issues. Be like, hey, don't forget to check out blah, blah, blah. Like, you see a lot of that. Um, and that's present in this Kirby manga as well, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it definitely reeks of... Or I shouldn't say reeks. What's a, what's a better word? It has a... It, it, it shows the tone of the... <laughs> it shows the tone of the 90s. The early, early yeah. 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Late so 80s. it reeks of yeah. the 90s. Re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, Mark, as a... Okay. Uh, not to, Again, not to age myself here, but as an actual child of the 90s, I can confirm what you're saying is true. Uh, but you find it insulting. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm never. I'm never insulted. Impossible to insult me. Um, but yeah, it is. It does have very much of those those kinds of uh, that kind of attitude is definitely very present. So yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting read. And then Mark, I appreciate that in your article, you you kind of you build a little context for the comics as well, which is very cool. Yes, um, this comic was supposed to come to the U.S. in the past, and that was ten years ago. And then for yeah. some reason they shelved it, and Zelda and Pokemon came over, but Kirby didn't. Which was really odd because you think Kirby would be the one to also come over after sure. Zelda well, I mean, and Pokemon blew up, you know? Yeah. Well, in the, in the 90s, Pokemon was like such a big deal. It's easy to imagine that. Um, I think there's a reason why Kirby. Exactly. Exactly. It's easy to imagine. It sounds to me like it was just too hardcore for 90s kids at the time. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, us us 90s kids, we, we are known for our, our weak stomachs and our weak wills. You know, I, I think. Uh, that's kind of the things that we're known for the most. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whereas Gen Zs like myself are known for our strength and resilience throughout everything. Oh, time. yeah. So okay. so desensitized. <laughs> 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 I, I think uh, Eliza and I are over here being like, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, uh, I don't know. Any other, since we're on the topic of Kirby, um, I, I appreciate, Eliza, that on the Kirby Informer website, there is actually a, there's actually a segment of canceled games, canceled Kirby games. Oh, uh, yes. Which, like, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Is, is there anything on here that you, like, have any connection to or that you heard about that you wished would come out to, uh, to, oh God, had, had come to fruition? Remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it's kind of like an, it's kind of like a in memoriam section of, of canceled Kirby titles. Um, maybe Kirby's Air Ride N64, which everyone knows about, obviously. Well, that? yeah, talk, I mean, talk, listen, I, I know Kirby's Air Ride had had kind of a... Or did they call it Air Ride when it came to the GameCube? I don't remember. Yeah, it's Kirby Air yeah. Ride. It's still, so, yeah, so the N64 the version would have just been, like, what, a, like, a, like, a prototype of that? Yeah, basically. But yeah, I'm actually... I'm actually... Be... I'm unaware of this. Um, So, yeah, it just basically it just would have been the uglier version. <laughs> Kirby <Sure>. Air Ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love Just it. Him yeah. with a whole bunch of polygons. That's so funny. It, it, it would have been nothing conceivable. It would have been competing so much with you know Mario Kart sixty four, you know Snowboard yeah. Kids, F Zero, like all those other great mm-hmm. racing games. So I think it's probably good that they decided to shelve it in favor of the GameCube version. Yeah, but I reckon it would have been pretty cool because I didn't really have a GameCube. I had an N sixty four, so it would have yeah. been neato. 
<laughs> Eliza, do you have Kirby Air Ride? No. Oh my god. Really? Get... Oh. <sighs> okay. Oh, it sounds like. Hold on. It sounds like. It sounds like there's <laughs> that's a. My, that's my childhood. It sounds like there's a okay. story there. Do you, do you do you need to like vent something out real fast? I do. Okay. Please. So Australian PAL like games are ridiculously priced. Like really normal when they were released, fine. Like about fifty bucks, fine. But scalpers, they Kirby's Air Ride. $300. I'm not kidding. Oh, you damn. can go to eBay wow. right now, type in Kirby's Air Ride, Australian PAL, $300. That's ridiculous. That's oh, way worse than America right now. In America, it goes for about 100 right now. And yeah. if you, if I want an Australian PAL version of Crystal Shards, $1,000. Are you what? kidding? I'm not really? kidding. Box, incomplete in box, $1,000. Damn. Damn. I, I never would have guessed that... Uh... That that game was considered that rare, at least in in overseas. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We all do. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man. Um, well, I mean that. <laughs> not not to end it on a sour note, but any do we want to like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, just cut any, the cord. Uh, yeah, kind of just play, just end it. End the podcast. Um, any any uh, any positive things you want to end on with regarding uh, regarding Kirby? I mean, the, the manga is great. Might fill that hole of uh, of Kirby's air ride. Not you know not quite the same, but still enjoyable. Um, obviously, you can check out Kirby Informers for like some great Kirby merch, awesome statues and toys and of things of that nature. Um, any, uh, yeah, 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 it's good. Kirby's great. We love him. You love to see him. I feel like we can't talk about the future yet until we come back. We can't talk about the future because we are going to take a quick break and then come back to talk about the future. So why don't we, everybody, uh, everybody hang tight. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with a few sort of soft E3 predictions in anticipation of E3 coming up in about a week and a half here. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Kirby, 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 that's a name you should know. Kirby, 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 he's the star of the show. He's more than you think, he's got maximum pain. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby's the one. How can I help you, King DDD? I need a monster to claw but I dare Kirby. That's what we do best at NME. You better get it with a money-back guarantee. And we're back to talk about the way of the future. Uh, Mark, I think you had something to say. Please take it away. Yes, my first E3 Nintendo first party prediction of the year. I think Kirby is going to go not 2.5D, not 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 bird's eye view BS with Kirby Blow Up Blast. I think we're getting a real 3D Kirby. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Mark is predicting a real true 3D, 3D Kirby, Kirby, which has never happened before ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eliza, Eliza, your your response. <laughs> no. No. She says no. Oh, Crystal you... shards wasn't flat. <laughs> it was a straight line. It That's was like calling Castlevania Mirror Fate 3D. The most 3D it ever got was you walked in a circle around the was boss. Was he flat? 
Was he flat? That's, no. That's 2.5D by definition, though. <laughs> it was 3D. Oh, my God. You're not walking in a 3D space, though. Yes, the visuals um, are 3D. The controls. <laughs> visuals were 3D. It was 3D. But the yeah, but that's like saying Kirby Star game. Allies is 3D. He was flat. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have kicked a hornet's nest, and uh, I love it. Mark's not backing down. So here's the thing: we all are in anticipation of uh, the kind of virtual weird E3 that's happening this year for the second year in a row. So. There's leaks flying fast and furious coming out left and right um, in regards to third parties, Nintendo stuff. So we kind of figured, like, we wanted to get some predictions in this episode rather than next week. Like, obviously, we'll do more detailed predictions next week. But we kind of figured, like, let's just get on it and, and start, hope you know, kind of get our Nintendo E3 predictions out there. So uh, Mark's predicting a, a, a – are you predicting, like – got to ask you, Mark. Are you predicting an actual another Kirby – like, another mainline Kirby title? Oh yeah, I think because at the ending of Kirby Star Allies, if you 100% of the game, there was a <clears throat> there was like a painting, and it showed Kirby like going off into the future. And then there's been like hints um, of like a 3D Kirby game coming, but I don't know like I I don't know what to call like Kirby 3D. Like I don't want to say open world, but I don't also want to say something like Kirby Air Ride. So I don't know how to explain it, but I think Kirby is gonna be playable in a 3d space so you're thinking like a like a a, a super mario like a 3d mario style game but yeah like mario odyssey or like stu- right. something like that kirby yeah. kirby That'd odyssey be weird that would be weird how because would the I don't gameplay know, i don't know what else they're that? gonna do because they keep they keep talking about how they don't want to do the same thing for kirby and how they want to take the franchise in a direction that it's never been before mm-hmm. and with the whole 3ds era it's like we had the giant beanstalk we had robots in space it's like we're like, getting to a point games, you know yeah <laughs> those good <laughs> those were the best kirby games but uh it's it's like where where is this franchise gonna go Okay, right but now? what if we take it in a direction like Mario Odyssey, where Mario was thrown into a random human city, now we have Kirby running around <laughs> New York City, and it becomes Grand Theft Kirby, and he's Kirby. just just wreaking havoc Avoid all over the tax place. Fraud. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kirby avoiding tax fraud, teaming up with Yoshi, they go on the grand mm-hmm. adventure together. It's like the next big Nintendo crossover. I think we have a hit on our hands here. Exactly. This is good. Can we, can we copyright this? Can we just can we call up Nintendo and be like, listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nintendo... The four of us have an idea. <laughs> Campbell, we're shipping you to Seattle as we speak. Yep, I am yep, in Campbell's, a box. I'm getting in, in the box. plane. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. It's a bit of a bumpy uh, ride, but we'll be there in like three hours or so. I love it. Uh, my, I, my, Mark is shooting down my prediction, but I predict that we are going to see... I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I'm planting my flag. We are going to see the Super Switch slash Switch Pro slash Switch mm. Plus. We're going to see it. It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen, I believe. I, I, I just don't think it's going to be a big deal. I, I don't think this thing is going to be big. Everyone's expecting like this 4K. I don't even think it's going to be 4K. If anything, I think it'll be 1080p in handheld. Oh, no. yeah. Wow. I reckon it, the, Nintendo, the Nintendo philosophy is that if they made the Wii 480p because no one had an HDTV at the time, they're not going to make a 4K system with no one having 4K TVs. That's it's just I guess I should, I should, I should like, get a little... <laughs> You know? I'll, I should get a little more specific. I should get a little more specific. So, I do think they are going to release some kind of a specced out Switch. I don't Switch know the specific... 
a Switch Lite 2. <laughs> <laughs> An even worse Nintendo Switch. Switch. It plays games at N64 graphics. There Get you em. go. Get them. It no, only uh, plays the online service. Oh my no, god. But, okay. That's Here's what I'll say. Too cruel. I, I, I predict an updated Switch model. I predict it'll have better battery life, a better screen. Those are the main things. And then the ability to to output, maybe not in 4K, but in, in something higher than what it outputs to currently mm-hmm. when it's docked. Yeah, I could see like a, a like an upscale. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I'm predicting like a, even if it's a marginally improved Switch. I yeah, even if it's happen. like 1440p or like something like that. But I, I just don't think we're going to see a 4K Nintendo console. Do you console know how many people like would be so future. angry if it's not 4K? A lot of people. Half of them don't even own a 4K TV. What are they complaining about? <laughs> um, the point. Exactly. <laughs> you make an excellent point. <laughs> you got there. You got there. You got there. I love. I love especially now with like the PS5, how it's like people are like, it can run 120 frames per second. Like, okay, but will you be able to really notice it with your TV? Like with the right. 60 hertz television. I absolutely love taking advantage of 8K graphics on my 1080p television. <laughs> television exactly. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, I'd love to see it. I'm not opposed to it, but it's just, I, I really don't think it'll happen. You're paying At least like now. for like 10% Something you can't use. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like... Well, well, I mean, it, will, well, it remains to be seen what's happened. Obviously, there's been a ton of rumors floating around the last week or so have really kicked things off maybe it's just because it's kind of e3 season so the rumor mill is running at full speed mm-hmm. um that being said i'm going to throw it over to eliza you said you had a lot of e3 predictions i want to hear some of them metro prime 4 oh oh you Ooh, think we'll you, you think, it's, you think we're gonna, we're gonna finally we're gonna finally see something something i was gonna metro say prime that but 4, i wow. think they'll like throw us like a piece of concept art or something along those lines it's and be like something? hey yeah, it's still something. I think they'll mention it, but I don't think many, they're going to be like, here's years, a trailer. How, like, how many years has it been? Two, three? It will have been four years by Ooh, the time four. E3 yes. airs. Because but they restarted development. That's right. true. Yeah, because it was crap. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm curious to see. Do you think, okay, so obviously you're, 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 you're putting your foot down. You're thinking Metroid Prime 4, we're going to see something, whether it is a teaser something. trailer, whether it's concept Warner, art, a new logo, anything. something. Do you think we're going to see the you, trailer backwards? That would be hilarious. <laughs> the four you, is going to come in from the front this time. Oh do God, you? Do not. you all? This is a question for all of you. Do you think we are finally going to see the uh, the much desired Metroid Prime trilogy collection on Switch? Absolutely no, not. No. No. <laughs> no. No. I'll tell you no. what we will get though. What we'll get is that we will Federation open... Force Two. Yes. I know exactly. We won't see it though. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll get is we'll get a reveal of an unrelated Metroid game. We'll get a new 2D Metroid game. That's my prediction. Hell and yeah, then, cool. then there will be a, a producer coming on afterwards to be like, I hope you look forward to Metroid Resurgence or whatever it's called. That's what I'm thinking. That's I'll put that name on the table and then we'll see Copyrighted. if I'm proven wrong. Nintendo. Exactly. Campbell, Campbell is in the box. He's, in, exactly. he's coming. To I am way. in the box. I am on my way, like two hour, two and a half hours away by now. Um, <laughs> but and then the producer will be like, unfortunately, we have to restart Metroid Prime Four once again. So you'll see it by the end of the Switch generation, maybe, maybe on the Switch Two. We'll see. see. Maybe by the end of your lifetime. Potentially, if you're lucky. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. Okay, interesting. So you're, you're thinking, yes, Metroid Prime 4, no, Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Why? A, I feel like they would. The Switch. 
I mean, Switch. Yeah, that's Wii. true. The Wii. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we're technically, it was made for GameCube. It was made for GameCube, okay. actually. But we're okay, we're seeing listen. Skyward Sword. Listen. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let let the record show. I just got shushed. Uh, that is totally fair. Uh, Campbell, what about <laughs> Campbell? What what about you? What what do you got? What, any uh, any Nintendo predictions? Yes. My biggest prediction here is that during this direct, they will finally acknowledge Zelda's 35th anniversary. And not oh, only yeah. will they just say, we've got Skyward Sword coming out in July. Please look forward to it. They will announce one of two additional games. It will either be one, a collection of like ROM dumped Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, but the N64 Why? versions because we can't have the 3DS versions. Yeah, we or, can't have nice things, got it. Exactly. It's Nintendo. Or, say, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD. Or, well, or really hear me out, them. but not on Switch. But we, nah. This is Nintendo. <laughs> They've been, they sold no. us Mario 64, no, you know, we again. we have them in HD. We don't need them again. But we need them portably. And see, the, no. again, Nintendo must ring our wallets off. Right. But here, there's mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. another possibility. If they don't do collections, my other theory is that they will announce a brand new Zelda spinoff. And it's not like a Warriors oh. game. It will be a puzzle game with a multiplayer focus in the lines, in the vein, I should say, of Triforce Heroes, but slightly sure. better this time, but still worse than Four Swords Adventure. Wow. <laughs> I mean... this is That's a bold prediction. I love it. That is exactly why I think Nintendo... Exact. Are you that sure is exa- leak off? Uh, we'll see. Check back, in, <laughs> check back when I come back from Seattle. <laughs> check back when Campbell no longer exists on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> Nintendo has he erased him from history. Bowser's gonna take me out, man. Yeah, Kirby will inhale you and just digest you. That's how it's gonna go. Um, Kirby and Bowser. I would, I would love a. Listen, we can all agree that those game, those Zelda multiplayer focus games are perhaps not the best, but I, I think on Switch it could work. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like Triforce Heroes, the concept wasn't horrible. It was just the fact that it was on like the 3DS and multiplayer was kind of awkward that way. Exactly. But I think like if it's on the Switch. You can play, like, two players locally, just pull off a Joy-Con, and you can play together anywhere. I think it would work a lot better, and then you could have functionality for, like, four players, eight players, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of interesting potential there for a similar concept, just maybe better executed. Yeah, I think Cameron, that's... can I throw some uh, easy predictions in? Throw them in, please. Okay, ready? Animal Crossing update. That's all I'm going to say. And then Super Mario Party 2. I think it's going to happen. I just made my no. girlfriend not buy the game. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a sequel will happen. You really know. Well, why did they put in, they put the update. online, they put the online Yeah, they in. just did the online update in. Why would they make another game? That's stupid. Because, because. they're probably <laughs> testing out their online systems because the online system sucks. And so they're no, trying to. stupid. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going back to Seattle now. Thank you. In Incredible. Yeah, I I can see the I can see the merits of both sides of that because on the one hand, it's the most Nintendo thing in the world to be like, hey, we updated this old game. Also, here's a sequel. It's like ah, like I can totally see them doing that. But on the other hand, I can I could see Eliza's side of it too. Of yeah, we just updated this old game. You guys don't need a sequel at all. Like stick with this old one. Like I can easily see that being the I the internal logic there. I can see them updating the game with new maps. 
Oh, sure. New boards or something. Yeah. Yeah, like that and more mini games, but not a whole new game when they just released it. It's stupid. Well, actually, Mario yeah. Party is going to turn two years old by the end of this year. Yeah. yeah they were. And the thing is, the game. Mario Party games yeah. were coming out like yearly during the GameCube era. Well, they, I mean, that was forever ago. That's a long time well, ago, my friend. And they well, there's other situations like with Zelda, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, where it's like, hey, we had so many ideas that instead of making more DLC, let's just make a whole new game. Right. You know? Okay, yeah. so wait, are you comparing Mario Party with Breath of the Wild? <laughs> just to get this yes. clear. Okay. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure I understood that. Okay. Now now we both top tier games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very innovative game design, both of them. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario Party absolutely revolutionized. Game of the year, oh, of course, brutal. Mm-hmm. absolutely brutal. The way we connect um, switches and use it to play one mini game and never acknowledge it again—it was revolutionary. The, the worst part is I can't even defend Super Mario Party because I was like, I'm not going to play that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part. Like the, the the part of me that is like, no, I love Mario Party is like, well, I also haven't played a Mario Party game since Mario Party Two, so I don't know. It was funny because during um, so good. It is. I I was about to say during college when I was uh, in my dorm, my friend Kat and I, when we'd hang out on Friday nights and play Curvy Air Ride, there was one time we were with two other friends, and um, I was like, we should play Super Mario Party, and then she literally looked over to me and she throws her hand on her desk and clicks the GameCube on. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, she she knew which one to go to. Yeah. Um, I love it. So. What else we got? What else we got? Any any other like? Because again, I think we can drill down a little more next week. Like I, I'm gonna, I you know I'll be honest. I haven't done. I haven't like delved into the research about like all right, what's what's coming out? What was announced a couple of years ago? Like Mother what's in development? Three. Say again. <laughs> oh, you're you're dreaming. Oh, my goodness. oh man. <laughs> oh, oh bless why would your you heart. Say that. Why would you say that? Just to just to screw with me. Brutal. As we say here down the south, oh, bless her heart. Just The delusions are seeping through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Man, I would love to see it, though. So here's the thing. I feel like we're, we're kind of straddling the line between actual predictions and just, like, hopes and dreams, which is a, a fun place to live. It's a, <laughs> it, it means you're constantly dealing with heartbreak, but it is oh, very... Maybe, wait, F-Zero, new F-Zero game. Oh God! Now really? you're just you're, you're trying to make Rick cry, our, our editor in chief. <laughs> I want um, a new F Zero game, man. I mean, oh, don't we happen? all? But like, but now I I'm thinking. One. But there was that statement from I think it was the director or somebody who was involved with the series a while back. Yeah, it was that, Miyamoto, I think. Was it really Miyamoto? I thought it was a different producer. I think so no, oh. I thought it, it was Miyamoto. He said because of the triggers with the Switch and how the GameCube had a, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like how you could slightly hold it down to change like the the amount of pressure yeah like analog it was like, triggers since it's, oh, yeah analog yeah, triggers yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. because you don't have that on the switch he was uh-huh. like he doesn't well, see them the making new a new switch one can have it <laughs> that's, that's what, what i'm saying true. the oh. super switch is going to borrow those ps5 adaptive triggers it's going to be great okay that would see? be legitimately amazing big brain. the big biggest brain, brain. that would be <laughs> excellent okay now i've seen this stupid rumor flo- floating around a few times over the internet i don't think it's real but I've seen multiple times people saying Platinum Games working on F-Zero. Oh. Think of that. That kind of combination would be... That would be have awesome. they even made a racing game? I have no idea. But like, get somebody <laughs> wild like uh, Hideki Kamiya on it. Like That would be amazing. Oh, I-, I could see that because of the way they portray uh, those characters mm-hmm. in F-Zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah at least yeah, the would style be... would be a lot. That's actually that. like that's interesting. I've never... I've 
I Campbell, I somehow missed that rumor. I I, uh, I don't live on the internet, uh, guys. I I go outside. All right. Um, <laughs> what why, the um, dwellers? <laughs> what are you doing on the gaming podcast? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but no, I I've not heard that rumor. But hearing it out loud makes so much sense. The platinum people working on an F Zero game would be incredible. The style, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. I don't think it will ever happen. But if it did exist, that would be fantastic. Yeah, um, that is, yeah, gosh, I mean, I'm just kind of like going through, I'm kind of running down the oh, the, the, ro- the roster in my head, you know? I'm like drooling now already, you know? So. I'm actually drooling, yeah, I'm literally yeah. drooling. Ooh, I, I just thought of something. Uh-oh. After um after Celia Schilling, previous guest of the show, mm-hmm. stops mm-hmm. Uh, retweeting pictures of Bidoof, maybe we'll get Shovel Knight Dig. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but that yeah, means I, we'll I, never get it, though. Yeah. <laughs> A shovel, a shovel knight uh, announcement would not be would not be far off. I think, I think they've already. Yeah, that would be that'd be cool. I could see it. I would definitely love to see that. Like, say in a snippet of the direct where they're like, "And now, my showcase more indie partners," and they do like a sizzle reel of a bunch of different games. Like, I could definitely see shovel knight dig showing up in there along with perhaps a few others. Yeah, I mean, we have to get a big indie game. Oh yeah, it it wouldn't be a Nintendo direct without a big indie. But what's so interesting is that Team Cherry actually confirmed or deconfirmed, I should say, that um, no exactly no no silk song during E3, which is surprising. I thought they were on track for that. Well, it doesn't mean they're not on track. It just means they don't want to show anything at E3. Well, yeah, but I meant as an on track for E3 specifically. Um, I thought they would have the same thing like they did with uh, Hollow Knight on Switch showing up during Nintendo's Direct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? It's like they clearly they've they've I think it's better, though, to squash it, you know, two weeks early to say, like, hey, we're not doing this just so people don't lose their minds when it doesn't show up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that Um, way it'll get its own spotlight whenever it does. A hundred percent. So yeah, any other kind of uh, soft predictions we kind of want to throw out while we're while we're kind of in the zone of looking to the future? One more thing I want to mention. Mm. Mm-hmm. We will have new trailers and then gameplay during the Treehouse for both Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and Legends Arceus, <laughs> whatever the heck it's called. And when we see the gameplay, it will do we'll all nothing. Be disappointed. No, well, <laughs> specifically though. It will do nothing to either uh, lower or raise expectations for Diamond and Pearl, and it will show off some aspect of Arceus that absolutely enrages the fan base and does something terrible. So that's oh, my so, prediction. So a normal, Mediocre. Normal po- a normal Pokemon event, then. Well, no, yes, the, de- yeah. the only difference is one is mediocre and one is terrible. So. Or they're both going to be terrible, and we're just slowly slipping away from the franchise. Look, let me have but a little terrible. pinch of optimism, okay? Our expect say our expectations are so low, but if it's terrible, it might be good. That's true. Ah, we might oh, we didn't talk about this. Uh, we didn't talk about this last week. They revealed the box art for Brilliant oh Diamond and Shining Pearl. Those spaces, I don't know how anyone's man. defending them. How are people? Do people actually like those? Do you guys? No. Do you know the meme of the guy yelling in the mountain? Yes. Oh, it's exactly. (laughs) What I like to think of is that they're both having existential crises on the covers. I felt that. I am both of those. Yep. (laughs) I really want those games to be good, but I... Oh, Mark. Would it be better to buy them in the double pack or separately? Uh, do do you well the games are never going to go down in price so just get it over with you know (laughs) if you're a collector just do it just bite the bullet I I hate it 
That is the the saddest endorsement of uh, <laughs> a new Pokemon game I've ever heard. <laughs> just bite the bullet. Like you know you want it. Just just do it. You know you want it. You know you want to complain on Twitter. Just do I it. Do. Just pick it up. The show is. These predictions are so nihilistic. I love it. I know it. it got it got dark real fast. Thank you, Eliza, for bringing that uh, that Invader Zim energy to the to the <laughs> podcast. I love it. I'm very here for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so this took a turn. Um, the point is, it's Nintendo. We're all we're excited anyway. Like we say all these things with love in our hearts, just because we, we we know that it is a it is an E3 tradition to build up your hopes for Nintendo announcements and then just have them completely stomped on. So we're just contending with that fun. Goomba stomped on. One more thing. And Goomba <laughs> stomped on. Exactly. I forgot to say one thing. Go Smash ahead. Bros. We didn't. We never talked about oh it. My we're gonna God. get a new character. And oh, people okay, will okay, complain, let's, let's do this. and people will be happy. Yes. R- rapid fire, rapid fire. Sure each of us picks be a fire emblem character. There we go. I was gonna say we got to go rapid fire uh, all around. Each of us picks one character prediction. Let's let's do it. Let's let's do that to, to kind of round this off. So Campbell, Three, you go first. Three, two, one, fire emblem. <laughs> you got They're not suck. Campbell. <laughs> Campbell, you start. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. My prediction, it will make people even angrier than Hero from Dragon Quest, Ayumi Tachibana from the Famicom Detective Club games. I would love to see yeah, that. Sakurai wow. will finally get to put her, put her in, and let me tell you, she is a much better character than you might think just by seeing generic anime schoolgirl. Like, it's gonna be amazing. Incredible. Great. Uh, uh, Mark, you go. I will shoot you down and say that will never happen because, let's be honest, we're gonna get someone like... <sighs> Insert character here during the editing phase. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mark. I love it. I love it. Listen, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Eliza, what about you? No, I think I think we'll get like, I don't know. I, I really hope Crash Bandicoot. I feel like he's the perfect yeah. um, character oh, to yeah. throw in there. But that represents, good. You know, he represents Activision. He represented PlayStation. I think sure. it's a good pick. It would be yeah. amazing, but it won't happen because it makes too much sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> Remember who we're talking about here. Uh, Eliza, what about you? I haven't played Smash Brothers since it came out, so I have no idea who was in it and who was not in it. <laughs> that is awesome, incredible. Well, this is this is even better then. So, like, based on your based on your uh, lack of knowledge of the fighter packs that have come out, who do you who do you think it could possibly be? All I know is that people who have swords are in it. That's right. That is a fact. <laughs> That's academic accurate. fact yeah, she's she's not wrong listen listen she's not wrong we got our fact checkers on the case and uh yeah she's correct um who i don't know chibi mm. robo would be cute low-key low oh, a dead robo. franchise right put him in <laughs> okay we were literally talking about how cute the amiibo was you can't freaking just go i know back on i know I know we both bought Ziplash for forty dollars. We're guilty. And look, you can't say yeah. you can't say it's a dead franchise when Banjo Kazooie are already in the game. So yeah, but that's different. They they milk them of their merchandise. You but know? they're still dead. At they least are. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break dead. it to you, but <laughs> death comes. Okay, to well, us how all. many times? How many times will we rebuy Tom that game Nook? on Xbox Arcade? How every many times? Time. I mean, I every time. Actually, Tom, Tom Nook is a great pick. That would be good. He can hit you with money. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. With those Stacks of bells. Bag bells hit you over the head yeah. with a bag bell. Done. That's a great wow. pick. I love it. Um, oh boy. I now, now I have now I have to make a prediction. Um, oh boy. Let's see. Because we've already kind of gotten the the ones that uh, I would have hoped and dreamed. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go really out there, and I'm gonna say I know we already have uh, representation for the Persona franchise, but I'm gonna say the Ooh. Demi Fiend from Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne is gonna make Ooh. an appearance. That oh, is yeah, the no player character. Oh, it's the player character from uh, from uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Listen, it's not gonna happen, but it might happen, and wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, it will definitely I can see not it as happen. a spirit. On the spirit board? It could be on the spirit board. As a spirit, I could see it. How many characters are actually in Smash now? Because I don't know. Too many. What is it? 80? 75? I think we're at 78. Do you reckon they're just milking it now? I mean, by definition, yes. It's crazy. Honey, no one's got to draw the line somewhere. Um... So that's kind of uh yeah that's, that's I love that. So this has been an energetic discussion. Uh, we've talked about a lot of hopes, dreams, fears, sad, dismal expectations, depression, depression nihilism. nihilism. Listen, we've gone through the five stages of grief. Like I think it's it's great. Mm-hmm. We've uh, just an I average think, day as a Nintendo fan. Average day as a Nintendo fan, baby. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna end this segment here. We're gonna come back, throw a little indie, indie spotlight for you guys. So stay tuned, and uh, I predict that we'll be back very shortly. So hang on tight. We are recording right now, so this is going oh, in the this show. Is, yeah, listen, this goes in the post-show. I love it. All right, uh, let's hit it. Three, two, one, and we're back. So we have a little indie spotlight for you all. So I've been playing a few indie games lately, but the one I want to talk about is this pixel noir adventure called Pekaminosa, perhaps the strangest named game I've ever played. Uh, this game is sort of like an adventure game. It's it's not quite a point and click adventure. It's it's an adventure game in the in the fact that you are trying to you're a detective trying to solve uh, kind of trying to solve various mysteries. Yeah, you've been tasked with trying to find a few specific uh, mob bosses and hunting them down and killing them. And the way you do that is by kind of going place to place. You're gathering clues. You're asking like clerk, clerks and and civilians like, hey. Have you seen this guy? They'd be like, oh, last time I saw him, he was over at this brothel or whatever. Then you go over there, and they, you know, you're kind of like following a breadcrumb trail until you finally catch up with them, and then you engage in a little boss fight and kind of go from there. Um, beautiful, beautiful pixel art game. I would say my my general takeaway from it, and you can kind of, I, I wrote a review for it for, for Goomba Stop. My general takeaway is that I don't think this game quite lives up to its premise 
but the the initial uh, the initial what do you want to call it the initial takeaway is that it is very beautiful very wonderful to look at very noir vibes characters smoking cigarettes you know piano music playing you know everybody's drinking whiskey and kind of like talking like old-timey you know jimmy so cagney kind of characters the graphics and stuff the takeaway from the gameplay i i think the graphics in this are are better than the gameplay would have you believe the gameplay is like fine it's fine i would say the, the, the look of it the vibe of it is really striking but the actual game itself kind of like i don't know i, I found it to be a little lackluster like even like things like movement speed the character moves so slowly it's like oh it's like painful to move through this game it, it takes so long to get from one side of the map to the other um which to me was a, a huge distraction it, it made me there's parts where like there is combat in this game so there's parts where like if you die in combat you know you start back at your last save point your last checkpoint or whatever and 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 sometimes even though I knew the checkpoint wasn't that far away, it's like, uh, I know that it'll take me so long to walk from point A to point B. It's it's like kind of disheartening. Um, that said, I, I muddled through as, as much as I could because I was engaged. Um, the the atmosphere was was compelling enough to, to keep me moving forward for, for a good long time. So I don't know. If, if you like old-timey detective stories and it really leans into, into like the 1940s America... Americana sort of New York, Boston, Chicago kind of like gangsters with <laughs> machine guns and it, literally like you, you get the you get the Chicago typewriter you get the you get the Magnum you get like people talking in slang to each other like it's very much that um, yeah so I don't know if, if you're into that kind of stuff to gangster movies gangster books you know um, a little bit so maybe <laughs> oh there you go yeah or uh, what's that what's that show, that uh, that HBO show with uh, with Buscemi. Um, what am I talking about? Boardwalk Empire. It's like very board. <laughs> oh, there you go. Very, okay. very Boardwalk Empire vibes. Um, and and the pixel art alone, I think, is is kind of worth it just to experience like the, the, some of the some of the full screen. They're not, they're not quite cutscenes, but some of the some of the character portraits and that kind of stuff are like really striking and very. I took a few screenshots on my Switch that I was like, oh, I I do love this. Um, that said, the gameplay itself is just okay. Which is kind of a shame. Um, now so, you've had to go. Uh, now I don't want to play it. Well, no. Here's the thing. Like, like watch some trailers. No, you like can't the... say that the gameplay is okay, <laughs> but then it looks good. Now I'm gonna play it, knowing mm -hmm. that the gameplay is. Uh. Here's the thing. You you, you might have a different experience than I do. Like I, I found parts of <laughs> nah, it like the, nah, okay, no. fair enough. Well, here's the thing. Because because like because it it kind of looks like Hotline Miami. Oh have, have any of you guys messed around with that game? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> okay, so Hotline Miami is a, is a top down. No, I know, I know what it is. Of course, that's a point. That's true. They are babies. They're little little boys. Um, <laughs> so, but the thing about it is because this it's game top down Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. This game looks and feels like it might be kind of like a top down Grand Theft Auto, but it doesn't have that same pace or that sense of speed. Mm -hmm. So, so, so yeah. it, which I think is on purpose. Like I think it is trying to build a. Like you're moving through the streets, you're prowling the dark alleys, and you're talking to side characters. Like it does have that sort of feeling, which is actually so very it's like cool. Like purposely going slow for like. I, I think it is, it does feel at parts like it's on purpose, but there's a handful of things like like your character has a dash that he can use. Like it's very helpful in boss fights to kind of get out of the way of some projectiles, but mm -hmm. it recharges kind of slowly, 
So it's like you might be tempted to use the dash to kind of progress through the overworld. Well, it's, I guess it's just being realistic. Like if you dashed from someone, you would want to yeah, build up your stamina. Tired, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd lose exactly. your stamina. Yeah. yeah. So th there's a couple of mechanical things yeah, that see? are... Yeah, see? Yeah. But again, like every character <laughs> talks like that. Pecaminosa, <laughs> see? Uh, hey, I, I slipped in my mickey over there. Like, it's oh every character talks like that. Um, okay, you've already sold me just by saying that. Like, I don't care <laughs> yeah, if the game yeah. sucks, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's cool. So, so it, it kind of the the very first scene has this very kind of supernatural vibe, which is surprising because it, it it's it starts off like you you fire the game up. It seems very hard boiled. Like it's a character. He's in a crappy apartment. He's he's drinking. He's smoking. He's in a wife beat. You know, he's wearing like his like the wife torn up t shirt. <laughs> well, your wife beater shirt. You know, like not to yeah. That's what he's wearing. Um, and he's like sitting in his boxer. He's like very clearly like depressed and drunk, and then instantly slips into this kind of supernatural thing you're like you're visited by a ghost like instantly so it's like oh shoot so we're, we're playing with the supernatural um which is kind of cool so it's like oh what's what's this about um i don't know it's it's certainly worth experiencing i again i i personally was a little disappointed by some of the mechanics but the the atmosphere is very cool so if you if you like detective fiction if you like that that sense of style then you'll, you'll probably get a lot out of this game I just I personally found some of the action to be a little lackluster. Are so, the characters well written? Yeah, again, they're they're pretty broad. It's like if you if you've seen Boardwalk Empire, if you've seen uh, any Jimmy Cagney or Humphrey Bogart mm -hmm. kind of stories, so like you've you've seen these characters. Like it's okay. the, the the main character is the depressed alcoholic detective who's got fired from the job. Like he's a loose cannon, but he gets the job done. He's like you've seen this character before. You know, um, he, you know, of course he's, he's got a, he's got a girl who broke his heart and he can't talk to her anymore. But like, of course he has to talk to her at some point because the plot demands it. Like you get those kinds of stereotypes and those kinds of tropes oh are sort of sprinkled throughout the story. It's so like it's calling me. You know, listen, if that kind of thing appeals to you, then I think it will press a lot of the buttons. It'll, it'll scratch that itch. It's, it certainly does that. Um, yeah. and especially because we don't really see a ton of this. I guess the last big one to do this was like L.A. Noir, right? I was about to um, say, yeah. Yeah. So I would say that the scope is not as grand as something like L.A. Noir. Like, it is an independent game. It is, you know, in pixelated graphics. It's only, I think, three chapters in an epilogue, so it's a pretty short experience. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's, there's stuff there. There's, like, it, there's a little light smattering of RPG elements. Like, you can earn experience and, and turn that into traits and points. So there's, like, stuff you can customize your character with so there's a tiny bit of replayability there um but at the end of the day i found it's like oh you can kind of just kind of brute force your way through things if you want to <laughs> um so i don't know uh, that's 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 pekka Minosa. any other uh i don't know any other questions you might want to ask is it like <laughs> i'm, I'm to take to a big drink of my water um i was gonna uh, well i was gonna ask if it's like is it difficult? Is it a difficult game, or is it? Like... Uh, there are some boss fights that are really tough, um, okay. especially if you're if you're not prepared for them. Like, it's weird. So, again, it's like a detective game. You're you're gathering information. You're talking to characters. You're figuring out what's going on. And then there so are these like. So you have to be big brain. See, kind of like you know, it, the game is pretty explicit about like you need to go here and talk to this person. Like, it, it's not afraid to spell that out for you. Mm. Um. But then there are also these pretty difficult combat encounters where if you're not, like, 
if you don't have a ton of healing items on hand, if you don't have a lot of like ammunition on hand, you can get rocked by these boss fights and and like pretty basic combat encounters, which I found it's basically real life. Gold. It's like real life. It's exactly like real life. If you uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you climbed a skyscraper and there was a guy at the top of it with a machine gun shooting at you, like it would be difficult for you, I imagine. I, mean, I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, I can confirm. I don't do very well in basic combat encounters. Yeah, there you go. Um much so much like real life, Pekka does not hold back with its combat encounters. Um, it's still fun, and like overcoming them feels good. But it's funny. So, so when you inevitably die in a combat encounter, the game will tell you the game is fair. Try again. Like, like on the retry oh, screen. Like, I would get it, so mad oh, at that. Oh, it man, it literally tells you that this game is fair. It says that, yeah, like wow. like the like the game over screen. Do you know what I mean? Like you know when you get a game over screen and it's like try again, yes or no. It says you know retry, yes, no, and then on the bottom of the screen it says in the big big block letters the game is fair. This you like try again, like it's like no, damn it, like <laughs> that's the biggest just get good scrub kind of it thing is, right <laughs> there. Get it cool, is mate. indeed. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty rough, to be honest. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know, game. Are you fair? Like, I don't think I agree <laughs> with that. Are you really? Are you really? Like, I don't know if I. I that's, that's awful bold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you saying, the man? What are you saying, Pick a Mendoza? Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen up. Listen to my uh, friend here. You know, this is terrible, terrible stereotypes. Oh, yeah, no. Italian accents. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Uh, to be I mean, honest. thankfully we're because I'm Italian. How dare you? Yeah, as a, as an Italian, um, <laughs> I can say this. Thankfully, no, you can't see my video, and I'm you know I'm doing hand gestures right now. So. Oh yeah, no, you gotta be, you gotta be making the spaghetti. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's it's it does have its moments. It's it's fun. The dialogue is frequently funny. There's like some fun references to other you know works of crime fiction. Like if you guys watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, you get a little of uh, there's like Detective Boyle and and Detective Peralta. Like it's it's kind of fun, Um, which was a a nice surprise for me because I love that show. But. so yeah, so if you if you like this kind of genre, if you like these kinds of tropes and characters, then you'll probably get something out of it. If you like pixel art adventure games, you'll probably enjoy a lot of uh, a lot of what this game has to offer. I would say don't go in expecting like the most polished game you've ever played, um, because again, it is it is an indie game, so it, it does have its its moments. Um, but yeah, so I, I did enjoy the, the time that I spent with it. So I, I, I can give it a, a thumbs up if that's a thing that you're into. Well, out of 10, what would you rate it? Oh, I don't give numbers to games. It's not <gasps> we don't, we don't no. give numbers here. No. We don't no. give numbers here, um, Eliza. Uh, we don't How many do thumbs that. up then? I would give it a thumb and a half. <laughs> Is what I would get. Did somebody chop off your thumb? Did you get on yeah, the wrong like, side of the mafia? Listen, uh, I, I can't talk about it. <laughs> Did something happen on the mean streets of Pecaminosa? I mean, that's right. I got cement shoes on right now. Um, Cameron, from committing from committing tax fraud to committing murder, how would you rate it? Oh boy, I, oh my I don't God. understand. I don't understand the question. Murder. Um, so what? Okay, question. What is in the middle of that arson? Like. <laughs> Robbery? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure where how how far that scale goes. Drug dealing. I, awesome. I would give it a number ten. I would give it a the best is murder. I would give it a a horse's head in your enemy's bed out of out of ten is what I would. Give. Fair enough. I have no idea yeah. how we'll, to interpret we'll that. You, where would you that get out. a horse's yeah. head? <laughs> Listen, have you guys not seen The Godfather? Come on. Um. Oh boy, the the, the silence is deafening. Oh, brutal. <laughs> Incredible! I love it. Uh, all right, I think that's a good place to. <laughs> it's a good place to wrap it up. I think. Um, 
So I've been your host, Cameron Daxon. You can find me over on Twitter, at Action Daxon. And, of course, you can find some of my most recent writing over on GoombaStomp.com, including an indie snippet for Pekka Minosa, available on Switch right now. Uh, Mark, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at the Markel, and that, of course, is Mark with the C, Cal with the K. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to check out my most recent articles, obviously I've said this a million times, I got the Fujifilm stuff up from two weeks ago, and then I got the Biomutant stuff up, but most importantly, Kirby Manga Mania, you can check out my review if you're interested in just seeing the art or, you know, just checking it out in general and seeing if it's worth the money. Yes, it is. Go buy it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you can check that out. I, that, I encourage all of you to check that out. And of course, Campbell, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Campbell S. Gill, uppercase CSG. Capitalization is incredibly important, as always. And, um, of course, if you want to catch up on any of my games writing, I've never written a word about Kirby, but I have written a lot about indie games. So you can check out a indie game spotlight I wrote in the past weekend, along with a million other articles I wrote about the incoming chaos of E3. So do give those a read. Absolutely. And uh, Eliza, thank you again for joining us. What an absolute pleasure it's been. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed yeah. being here. It was a lot of fun. No, of course. And any, any uh, social media, anything you want to shout out there? Um, you can find me at Kirby Informer on Twitter, and our website is kirbyinformer.com. Excellent. And uh, again, your your the website is truly delightful. And if you guys have, if oh. the listeners have any interest in like cool Kirby things, cool Kirby merch like Kirby Informer, definitely the place to be to uh Aww. to stock up on that kind of stuff like truthfully like really the guys are doing great work there so so congrats oh, on that thank you eliza all you need left on the website is just a page where we can all complain about the kirby cafe not coming to the u.s oh my god just a separate <laughs> form its own little column you know just everyone can write I'm free tempted. complaints I'm tempted yeah, listen. I, if if we if we, if that develops, please, please, please put it on Twitter so we can all we can all lodge our complaints. <laughs> <Always>. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so thank you again, Eliza. We do appreciate you coming on the show and uh, fighting thank Mark you. for us. It was really wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful uh, to watch. I will do it again. <laughs> I can't wait to have you. Uh, and and uh, so of course, uh, and <laughs> Express is also on Twitter. We are at N Express Nintendo, and we are on YouTube as well, the N Express Nintendo podcast. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. More engagement, it's better for the show. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye.